This is Out for One Sports, your podcast for all things Philly sports. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Out for One Sports podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Anthony. And we're here with uh, Mr. Kawhi Leonard. We fun guy. Where's tomorrow? Fun guy, what's up, baby? What it do, baby? Yeah, what it do, baby? (laughs) Yeah. That ain't true! That's not true! (laughs) So get your facts straight. Sorry, guys. You know, just just joking around. (laughs) (laughs) Today is Tuesday, February 3rd, and it is still... 23rd. It is hat. Oh, you know what? What am I saying? Did I say February 3rd? You know, COVID's just melting together. <laughs> yep. It's Tuesday, February 23rd, and it is still it's still sloppy outside. Yeah. There's a bunch of slush outside. And it's just wet and sloppy and just, it won't stop snowing. Didn't really realize I was going to 7-Eleven for a drink. <laughs> it's just nuts. Yeah. Anyway, it's uh, certainly been a wild week in Philly sports, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Uh, some big, you know, I guess with uh, how we think, some very upsetting news. Uh, you got uh, Carson Wentz out, traded, Indianapolis Colts. It looks like uh, the Colts were able to make a deal to bring in the coveted uh, quarterback. Uh, it was a uh, 2021 uh, third-round pick. And a conditional 2022 second round pick. Uh, that looks like uh, if Wentz can uh, play 75% of the snaps, could be converted to a first round pick. And or also uh, a 70% of snaps plus making the playoffs. We will also get the first round pick. Yeah, I mean, I know me and you kind of argued about this last week. Um, you know, I thought about it since then. And it's like, I'm not... I don't think I'm so much upset about the uh, the compensation as I'm just upset with the whole situation. I mean, the, the compensation it's understandable at this point. It's just, you know, with how we trying to get the reports of how we trying to get like a Stafford like deal, Stafford like Hall, and he just didn't do it or even come close to it for that matter. Yeah, it's just another thing he screwed up. I feel like. Yeah, uh, I mean, pretty much that's the compensation they're gonna get. You know, you got some uncertainty at quarterback, you know, whether or not, you know, he was going to be able to, you know, get back to, you know, his rightful form, uh, uh, possible MVP season back in 2017. But, you know, at the same time, that's a big cap hit that a team will have to take on, you know, considering that uncertainty. But, you know, low risk, you know, Indianapolis, I believe, are going to get, you know, a very, very good quarterback. You know, I just wish, you know they uh, kept them i mean one of the big things that you know kind of gets you emotional is you know that you know goodbye message you sent to everybody you know it's kind of it's a little difficult to you know process that you know what has happened to this team yeah i certainly shed a tear with that goodbye message you know as well as uh giovanni uh one of carson wentz's biggest fans that little boy yeah his eyes out you know that broke my heart and then, you know, also seeing him, you know, the pictures of him FaceTiming with his new te- the teammates, you know, text the text message and, you know, smiling as he arrived in Indianapolis. It's like, God, it just it looks like, you, you know, your ex-girlfriend meeting up with a boy or new boyfriend and looking so damn happy. It's like it's heartbreaking. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I mean, wish him all the best. You know, I'm not a hater. I certainly loved him and I certainly uh you know, had his back, you know, especially during the, you know, the Nick Foles, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, situations, you know. No matter what, you know, I loved Nick Foles, but we know we knew this was Carson's team, but, you know, now we know it's not. It's nobody's team. Um, I mean, you have, you know, Jalen Hurts, you know, on the books here, you know, whether or not, you know, he could be trusted to take over the helm. You know, what do you think, you know, you're, are we going to be seeing another quarterback, you know, here come – I certainly, hope, I certainly hope not, but knowing Howie, anything's possible. You know, to answer your question, whose team is this? It's Howie's team or it's Lurie's team. You know, I don't think it's one player's team. My concern is uh, they are going to bring in a quarterback and waste another pick. You know, 
you know, you, you used a second round pick on Hertz. This wasn't a third or a fourth round pick that you had to sub in. This was a second round pick. So obviously there was something to it. So build around this guy, see what he can do with a full off season that knowing that he'll be the number one guy, bring in some pieces around him, bring some pieces around a quarterback. Finally, bring in, you know, Jamar Chase or Devonte Smith as the, you know, receiver, you know, and just, Let's see what this kid can do. Let's not waste picks. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, you know, one end, you know, I am a bit hesitant about Hurts. I mean, he showed some positives in the season, but in no way, shape, or form did he uh, show that he could be the guy. You know, I think – I personally think that wa- that pick was a waste. I think if that oh, absolutely. weren't – if that didn't happen, Wentz would still be on this team. You know, he'd feel like a leader. He'd feel like the guy. But instead, you know, this team continuously made him not feel like the guy. Yeah, we I mean, of... you know, in reality, I mean, with this season, I mean, you couldn't do anything behind that offensive line. You know, that it almost seems like the team was built for, you know, long duration, you know, routes for the wide receivers along with, you know, uh, linemen that could block for no more than two seconds. Um, you know, so at the end of the day, Hurts, how much did he look better? I mean, his first game, yeah, he looked fabulous because, I mean, not only did, you know, the Saints have a backup quarterback going in, but, I mean, there was absolutely no film on Hurts, you know, so, yeah, he could run around, he could dance around and look very good, but. Yeah, and like you said, you know, by no means did he prove that he's ready to be the starter, but then again, he was thrust into, you know, playing in the middle of a bad season with next to no weapons around him, you know, bad, you know, bad play calling. It, you know, it just wasn't a good situation. So, we'll see how things change with the new coaching staff. Hopefully, some actual weapons around him. And, you know, in a, in a full season where he knows he's going to be the starter, so he'll be taking first team reps all season. They'll be building the offense around him and around his strengths, right? Going forward, it's just it's it's hard to uh, you know put two and two together. You know when uh, you know Wentz. I mean, he doesn't have the the most craziest stats out there, but I mean, you know, 113 you know TDs in his career with the Eagles, five year career. I mean, to versus just 50 interceptions. I mean, it's you know he's throwing you know well over you know two touchdowns to an interception. Um, I, you will say that there's, uh, you know, 58 fumbles in there. That's, you know, a product of, you know, yeah, he had some issues, you know, holding the ball a little too long at times, but also, you know, it's, you know, a bad offensive line, bad play in the offensive line. And only 29 of those fumbles were lost by him, by the way. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of these stats probably get skewed at the end of the day because, you know, he didn't have a good year at all last year, but... Yeah, I mean, people got to remember, you know, everyone wants to say, oh, he sucks, he sucks, he sucks. Yeah, he's had his injury problems, you know, he tore his ACL. Now let's, like, and this is where I want people to, you know, remember what the difference is between injury prone and just, you know, bad things happen. 2017, he was running into the end zone, got his knee crushed upon entry. You know, I was at that game, you know, it was a bad hit to to the knees. Um, I don't think the Rams guy needed to even do that. Um and it probably wouldn't have happened, too, if Lane Johnson doesn't go offside as the previous play. Or, actually, I'm sorry, no, it was that play. So, But um, I think he, Lane Johnson committed a couple penalties that series, though, that cost them yards. So maybe if he doesn't commit those penalties, they get in before he gets hurt. But, right. you know, let's go over his stats here for, the, uh, for his career. You know, 2016 as a rookie, I, I mean, these it's pretty decent stats as a rookie. 3,782 yards. His leading receiver, I believe, was probably Doriel Green Beckham, if you could believe that. Well, I, I believe his uh, leading receivers were uh, Jordan Matthews and uh, um, Zach Ertz. I mean, but both, you know, I, I actually I believe, uh, you know, both had you know eight to nine hundred yards. But I mean, that's still under that thousand yard threshold that you want a receiver right. tight end to be at. But he threw for sixteen touchdowns, fourteen interceptions. Pretty sure that first game we were at, he had three touchdowns against the Browns, right? Right. I, 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 he didn't throw a single pick. I think for the first, you know, four games. Right. And like he was throwing on the money. Like he looked amazing in that first game. And then moving to 2017, you know, obviously, you know, shortened season due to the injury, but you know, he had 3,296 yards, 33 touchdowns in those 11 games. 
was it? I think it was a no. There's eleven wins, so uh, twelve games. Um, yeah, there were a, there were eleven and two with him on the field. Yeah, and uh, seven interceptions, one hundred one point nine passer rating. I mean, what more can you ask? You know, he was second in the league in touchdown uh, touchdown passes, and he missed three games. He was only behind Russell Wilson by three touchdowns. You know, one of the big things is when you look at that span, you know, 2017, you know, he's coming back from injury game three against, uh, you know, the Colts. Funny, we speak about the Colts, but, you know, he comes back, you know, 2018 against the Colts. I mean, he threw, you know, seven picks that year and then, you know, seven picks the next year. It's like, you know, there's, you know, high touchdown ratio to, you know, the interceptions and, you know, he kind of has one, you know, bad year. I mean, it was bad all around, you know, Year after year, you get this, you know, decimated team, you know, full of injuries. But, I mean, you yeah, get you, one bad year and you, you give up. Yeah, I mean, to finish, though, uh, you know, that 2018 season upon his return, 21 touchdowns to seven picks, 102.2 passer rating, 3,074 yards. And that's with missing the first two games um, and then missing the last, I guess, three games. So, right. You know, a very short season there, still throwing over 3,000 yards. So that wasn't exactly a bad season. So people like to think it is, but it really wasn't. You know, it's just they I got... I mean, it, it, it hurts, you know, because, you know, you know, it hurts his stock a little bit only because of, the, you know, the Foles coming in and, you know, winning them into the playoffs. And it almost seemed like it was going to be, you know, the second coming for the Super Bowl until Alshon Jeffrey dropped it. You know, we got it. Um yeah, so people got to remember, like, that's not exactly a bad season for what the circumstances. I mean, it got to a point where, you know, it was realized that he had a bad back, he had a tear in his back, and the uh, season looked pretty much lost. You know, he had injuries everywhere else as well. So they figured, right. you know, might as well sit him down so we don't risk further injury, you know, because the offensive line was decimated that season as well. And, you know, he's running around still on a bum leg, and, you know, he's getting sacked left and right, and that's what led to the tearing his back most likely and then you know Nick Foles comes in again and almost leads the Eagles to the NFC championship game again again if it wasn't for Alshon the snitch Jeffrey um so I mean not a bad year all things considered and then 2019 yeah. again another season filled with injuries not to Carson though he finishes with 4,039 yards 27 TDs only seven picks and a 93.1 passer rating and for most of those games you know Passing to, you know, third stringers, practice squad guys, and uh, guys off the street. Hell, I could have been on that team. You could have been on that team. Right. How that season was going. Yeah. We got to find the Wawa that they keep picking guys up at. Yeah. Like, he, he, he made the playoffs <laughs> with what Colin Coward would say, even though I don't really like the saying because it kind of disrespects the guys, but with lawn chairs and deck furniture, you know, just – but it's unexpected. I mean, they're not high-profile players. They're players that came off the street or came off of practice squads. You know, you're not anticipating, you know, for them to, you know, be big deals at the end of the day. Right. And then this year, this past year, was not a good year. You know, he didn't play, play very well, you know, with everything going on. Finished with 2,620 yards, 16 TDs, 15 picks, pass rating of 72.8. You know, a lot of times he made questionable decisions, you know, held the ball way too long, got sacked quite a bit, even though our offensive line, again, was decimated. You know, we had no weapons, you know, because Howie wanted to pick a quarterback in the second round. Right. Um, you know, we picked a receiver in the first round. I, I think I've spoke to this at nauseum that, you know, fit what they, Howie Roseman thought we needed on our offense as opposed to taking the best player available. And this guy gets hurt, you know, twice within a few weeks, you know. I don't want to – I'm not absolving Carson of anything, but, you know, there's a lot of issues surrounding the whole situation. So to anybody out there who thinks Wentz stinks or sucks or deserved to be let go needs to rethink that and look at the stats and look at the situation. Um, you know, and also, you know, there's some things that got in his head, that pro like very likely. I don't want to, you know, put words in his mouth, but, like, the statue of Nick Foles and Doug Peterson was a mistake. As nice as it is and great great of a moment that was, you know, you know, if you're new Wentz is gonna be your long term guy, you know, he's gonna walk by that every day. You know, it's either gonna be used as motivation or it's gonna piss him off every day and you know, it's gonna be in his head, like, you know, I gotta get that, you know, otherwise I'm never gonna get out of Nick Foles' shadow. 
and just, it got in his head. It just almost seems like, I mean, you take take the uh, Patriots for an example. I mean, you, they bring in a guy like Garoppolo, you know, sits behind Tom Brady for a couple of years. You know, Tom Brady gets hurt. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo goes out there, you know, plays some really good football, you know, especially coming in as a backup. I mean, there's no film on the guy, so it is kind of hard to adjust to, you know, go like that, but, you know, kind of plays, you know, lights out in a way, you know, and then uh, Tom Brady comes back, you know, and, you know, takes that, you know, harshly, and, you know, he balls out himself, you know, to make sure that he remains the quarterback of that team, not somebody else. And it kind of almost seems like, you know, this kind of takes the opposite of effect, you know, bringing in a guy like Hertz, you know, ruining, you know, kind of, you know, uh, Wentz's stride. And, you know, Wentz had a very bright, you know, season at the end of the season last year. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, it, it, you know, a guy, you know, you know, considering every guy, you know, catching balls from him, you know, wasn't even on his team to start the year. You know, that's a pretty big deal for him to, you know, be clutch like that, unfortunately, you know, with the Seattle Seahawks game and, you know, getting the concussion and everything like that. But uh, pretty much, I, I, I mean, I, I, I just don't know where this pick why why this pick is the most surprising thing ever um no no you know no nothing to you know uh jalen hurts you know yeah he's now our guy going forward as you know what we're gonna assume for now um you know we want him to ball out be as good you know he looked like he could be a bright spot and definitely could possibly be a good starting quarterback you never know could be a franchise quarterback as he develops but as right now this this just all doesn't make sense a week yeah. later. I'll never understand really why this all happened, how Howie and Jeffrey, you know, completely failed, you know, and failed this organization the way they did. You know, you, you signed the guy to a, con- a fat contract only to draft another quarterback in the second round right after that. Just made no sense, you know. And to speak, again, about that statue, you know, the, you, find, you know, Nick Foles finally leaves the team and, it, you know, the keys are basically handed over to Carson Wentz fully. It's your team. No, nobody's looking over your, you know, you're not having to look over your sh- shoulder, you know, you're not under a shadow or anything like that. And then you go and drop Jalen Hurts, you know, and that you like, he's like, what the heck, you know, I need weapons, we need guys on defense, you know, I need receivers, linemen, and you're taking another quarterback for what reason? You just signed me to a big contract. Why am I? Why do I have a second round quarterback in this quarterback room right now, who was a runner up to the Heisman Trophy, no less, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, so I can understand fully why Wentz was pissed off and wanted out of town. Yeah, I think on his end, I think it was time. Um, one of the, the funny thing is, is uh, actually my boss at work only lived about two minutes away from, uh, you know, Wentz's PA home. Um, you know, uh, you know, there was rumors of him being traded. And actually, the you know after after he did get traded, I was uh, talking with her about it, and uh, actually her husband. Was already on the prowl, you know, about his uh, home. Uh, it was already a sale pending, so uh, you know, it looked like he was ready to get out of here. Um, you know, overall, I mean, we don't want to get too far, you know, into the Wentz, you know, situation, just because, you know, you know, I wish him well. You know, I hope he succeeds in Indy. You know, I no 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 issues here. You know, love the guy and love what he brought to here. You know, I'm gonna miss that. You know, we gotta move on. You know, knowing, you know. You know, this could very well be a mistake for this team, you know, down the line, but let's just hope it's not. I believe it will, um, but I hope Wentz does well too, but hopefully not too well, so we can get with that first-round pick. Right. Um, but Well, forward. you want him to do well in the regular season, at least, so that you do get that first-round pick. At least don't get hurt and don't get benched. Right. But, um, uh, to, I mean, more about the Eagles. I mean, we got, uh, you know, some uh, big news with uh, – you know, long time, or not not long time, but you know, has been you know, second second tenor with the team. But Sean Jackson uh, was released. Uh, granted, you know, the ability to go search for another team. It looks like he plans on wanting to play a little bit. Don't know why. You know, seems like every year he can't go without injury. <laughs> um, love the guy. Love his speed. Love his tenacity. You know, the Eagles should have never let him go to begin with. But um, hey. Um, I mean, you got the you got uh, Alshon Jeffrey who made that incredible pass in the Super Bowl, but you know later became you know what was to be the snitch of the football team. Um, 
you know, he's uh, looks to be getting released as well, along with uh, Malik Jackson, who I thought was going to be a you know a pretty bright spot, you know, to bring in for a win now type situation. I don't think he played horrible, but uh, definitely wasn't you know worth the money that they gave him. Um, you know, so those those three guys, you know, no longer on the team, you know, starting that rebuild, trying to get themselves, you know, within the cap, everything like that. Um, there's a couple other rumors out there of a couple other players. Uh, what do you what do you think so far with what's going on? Yeah, well, you were saying Deshaun Jackson. You know, what did he play like three, four games in two years? You know, yeah. I was uh, ecstatic when we brought him back first, but. God, that was such a bust of a signing, uh, or a trade, rather. And he just could not stay healthy. I mean, you know, we all got excited. At, you know, I was at that first game. He was back against, the at the time, the Redskins. Sorry if anyone gets offended. Um, you know, c- catching two long bombs from Wentz, you know. So I thought he was going to ball out all year. And then I guess he got hurt. And then he gets hurt the very next game against the Falcons. And then, you know. Briefly came back against the Bears and uh, couldn't go, and then he was out for the rest of the year. Um, thought maybe he could come back if they won a playoff game, but that wasn't to be. And then next year, I guess he was just off again, on again, in- injured. You know, I had a couple nice touchdowns, but really nothing too much of note. So at the end of the day, it just was a bust, you know. But don't get me wrong, I love Deshaun. He has one of my favorite you know, he's part of one of my favorite Eagles memories of all time, you know, with that punt return for a touchdown to complete the comeback against the Giants in 2010. Yeah, that was a big one. Uh, I get the jitters every time I see that video. Yeah, I love it's that. all Merrill Reese's fault, though, because of that, you know, great announcer voice. But yeah. I love uh, rubbing that in our cousin's face up in New York. Yeah, it's oh. always a nice one. And then uh, Alshon, you know, good good first year. You know, I like I love the signing. And I was excited to bring him back the second year. You know, didn't realize he was playing with a torn rotator cuff that whole first year. You know, but, you know, I was super excited to bring him in. Thought that was going to be a great, great pickup for Carson Wentz. And it turned out to be for a while. You know, he was, you know, a good 50-50 guy. You know, I remember that game against the 49ers we were at. He had a really nice uh, catch and run for a touchdown. Oh, that was nice to see that that catch was actually up against the sideline that we were, uh, the sideline that we were actually on so that was pretty nice view and then uh you know a great great uh catch from Foles in the championship game on a nice bomb where he made a double move on i think terrence newman was it um so that was good you know i I mean it actually was really like uh i'm assuming he didn't expect the ball to go to him at all so it was kind of like a diversion but noticed an opening went down the field and into the end zone and there it is good pass by Foles too and, um, you know, I watched that highlight on the regular. And then, um, you know, great great touchdown in the Super Bowl on another bomb. You know, started off the scoring for us. You know, touchdown scoring. Um, but then after that, just kind of faded away, you know. I was excited we re-signed him to a four-year deal. Thought, you know, he'd be a great regular part, part of our offense. Just wasn't really to be. Kind of faded out, you know. Had a couple of nice plays here and there, but not much to no- of, of note. And then started causing problems in the locker room. Start, you know, anonymous, quote unquote, anonymous, anonymously talking to Josina Anderson or whatever her snitch name is. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, rag, ragging on uh, Carson uh, Carson Wentz, calling him like uncoachable, hard to work with, you know, what have you. So. Yeah, whatever it takes to get, you know, some uh, air time and, you know, a couple extra views out there. So, you know, good riddance. Um, Malik Jackson, again, another guy who got hurt and had his season ended. First game in 2019. and Yeah, that was the first. Uh, actually, believe it or not, one of the funny things about Malik Jackson, that I just remember that first season against the Redskins, um, was uh, it almost seemed like, you know, the, the Redskins were just driving the ball down the field constantly. He leaves the game with his injury, and it just they couldn't do anything from there. Yeah, just it was just absolutely ridiculous. And then I don't really remember if he did much this year. I didn't really hear his name too much. Uh, if you remember that, uh, I forget the game, but um, he uh, 
you know, kick the ball with his foot slightly to move <laughs> the ball back a little bit. That's about all I remember. That was always a good one. I think it was a could be against the Giants, I believe. I'm trying to remember. I remember it was a black on black kind of night. Was that against the Giants? I think it was. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was always a nice little view, and you know he's a, he's a tough guy. You know he's, you know, not probably not a, a fan favorite, more more of a uh, nemesis type player, but um, it was definitely nice to see that. And I mean, he wasn't bad. He stuffed up the middle run game, very good run game stopper. But uh, yeah, I mean, for you know three years, thirty million dollars, that wasn't worth it. Ten million a year, it's not worth it. So yeah, it wasn't. Um. So there's that. And then probably expect to see some more guys get traded very soon. You know, fully expect uh, Zach Ertz to be traded. Where um, do you think uh, he might wind up going if hard, traded? Hard to tell, but, you know, if I had to guess. First off, I don't think his value is going to be very high now, now that I'm reading more into it, especially with the way Carson Wentz got dealt. He might be a low-round pick. What, what kind of What kind of pick do you think? Like, I was reading a report of a potential trade to Buffalo for maybe a sixth-round pick, which actually kind of surprised me. But, you know, he really kind of crapped the bed this year. Yeah, I mean, I think, it's a little difficult. I think the contract, on his end. Got, contract got in his head, so he didn't perform as well as he should, and then, you know, he had his injury issues. Yeah. I mean, I, I would I would hopefully expect I, – I mean, I'm not expecting a high pick anymore. For him, you know, it'd be nice to get, you know, that second, third round pick out of him, you know, because, I mean, he's still 30. I mean, when you think about it, uh, Travis Kelsey over in uh, Kansas City is 30 as well. Um, and he's just, you know, balling out there for the last couple of years and so seems like more years to come. So, you know, I, I you know, I think that, you know, there's going to still be a lot of talent there with Zach Ertz. Um, and being your, you know, your your safeguard um, for, you know, especially if you're compensating for not having the greatest wide receivers. But, you know, I'd like to at least see a fourth come out of him, um, preferably a third. But, I mean, we saw with this Wentz deal, you know, and especially with contract situation, you just never know. Right. And then uh, I've been hearing that Jason Kelsey could end up getting released. You know, I would hope not because, you know, he's one of my favorites. You know, I met him twice. You know, he's very nice. Went out of his way to sign autographs for everybody. You know, I have his signed jersey. You know, our dad likes to joke around and say he's my twin. So, Yeah, you, you know. guys do look like a lot alike <laughs> with the big you know. beard. Yeah, so it'll be incredibly painful to see him go. Me I mean, I, I don't see how he should – he's a candidate only because, I mean, yeah, he's up there in age, but, you know, he's a steady guy. He's, you know, not – he's never injured. He's never out of a game. Um, right, played, played all, all season this year. Yeah, I believe he's now the longest tenor on the team at this point. Um, but, uh, you know, he could, I, I mean, his, you know, if you're looking for dimes and pennies, I, I believe his, you know, cap hit and, you know, the, you know, uh, relief you'd get from his thing is okay, but he's not the first guy you need to look at. I mean, he doesn't have such a huge contract that it's overbearing. You can get under the cap with other people. Yeah, I mean, I would really want to keep him to anchor that offensive line. So Right, at least, you know, for the short term. Especially with how durable he is. You know, he gets dinged up every now and then, but he doesn't. He rarely ever sits out. I mean, you also got to, you know, think about possible retirement, you know, yeah, considering so. he's been kind of talking about that the last two years. And that's always a thought every year, too. So I'd much rather see him retire than <laughs> go, to some, go to another team. But it really is hard to look at this team right now and say – what assets do you have? You have guys like Lane Johnson and Brandon Brooks, but these two guys just sign, you know, massive contracts to the team that they're starting this year. How can you get rid of that? I don't yeah, think you can get rid of that. I think I don't think it'll work very well uh, on the cap. Um, so, uh, one I've guy, even heard some things about Darius Slay too. What, what sense does that make? Yeah, especially after one year of picking, after picking him up, uh, after right. using a third-round pick, I would not want to get rid of him. It's, you know, I'd want to get another guy to line up across from him uh, to really solidify the, sec solidify the secondary. Right. What I'm hoping – well, actually not hoping for. Um, you know, I don't even know how, what, how, how, what to say here. It's just like I hope they can field a team next year. 
Um, right. I mean, they will. I mean, you might see quite a bit of guys, you know, no longer on this team. You know, one guy I can maybe think about, you know, trading. I just don't know how what kind of effect it's going to have on the cap. Might not be very good. Is uh, Fletcher Cox, you know, while he still has some value because he's probably only got another two to three years left in him, if I had to guess. And you know, you might want to try to get something out of him now while he still has some value. Then later on, when you know he's beat up a little bit more, and that would probably, right. that would probably get us down under the cap some more. You know, I don't know what what kind of dead money we'd be looking at. Uh. I would probably assume his dead cap is probably relatively high. I'm assuming they'd save a little bit of cap space. Uh, here, right now, um, looking at uh, sports track, spot track, sorry, uh, .com slash NFL slash Philadelphia Eagles. Um, his cap hit coming up for 2021 is uh, $23.8 uh, million. Um, the dead cap on that's going to be you know, just a little over $21 million. So, um, they got a lot of uh, high-priced guys coming up 2021. You know, the you know the bell's ring, ringing right now, and, you know, they better, you know, open up the pay, they better open up a checkbook at this point. Well, they don't really have a checkbook, or, you know, they got a negative balance right now, so I don't know what they're going to be able to do. Right. And then, you know, other reports, you know, getting back to Wentz a little bit. You know, we won't speak much of this, but, you know, there were some reports of Winston Peterson not having talked for eight to nine weeks during this past season. What do you make of that? I mean, I've heard, you know, I mean, there's uh, tons of, you know, different, um, you know, rumors out there. You don't even know what's real at this point because, you know, whatever it takes to get, you know, a little bit of viewership, uh, a little bit of extra, you know, uh, credibility, even though a lot of these, uh, you know, analysts are lacking that. But, um I mean, I, I don't know how much of that's true. You know, quarterback still has to communicate with his coach, you know, in some sort of way. I mean, there's rumors out there that it, it was as small as just text messages, you know, versus, you know, you know, Super Bowl year, the first year, you know, they're probably having dinner with it, one another, you know, um, you know, calling each other, FaceTiming each other, you know, with each other a lot. You know, I would assume, you know, I mean – there's rumors out there that, you know, Doug Peterson wanted to move forward with Jalen Hurts. I don't see that. I don't think that's true. I do believe I he wanted to, you know, go forward with, you know, Carson Wentz, and that could have been the reason why they decided to, you know, oust him. You know, um, there, there's just no way there was no communication. Yeah, I just don't see how Personally you can for me. have an effective football team. I mean, granted, they weren't that effective, but – really have an effective game plan where your quarterback and coach aren't talking, so I just don't buy that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I'm i not buying a lot of these rumors. I mean, unless they're, you know, meaningful, there's purpose to it, you know. I could say that, you know, he had a fist fight with one player, you know, in the middle of a, a practice one day, and, you know, people are going to be like, oh, my God, and Twitter's just going to, you know, go about its day with that, you know, and it just it doesn't matter at that point. I mean, you know, the guy, you know, he kept his silence. You know, silence speaks, you know, louder than words in some cases. And, I mean, you know, some people didn't like that. Some people called him a coward because of that. But, I mean, what could you do? You know, you were in a position where you were the backup. You are supposed to be the starter, the franchise quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. And they took that away from him. Yeah. Totally ridiculous. But, um, you know, let's uh, move on to some other news here. You know, we had a local product uh, from Philadelphia and Bristol, PA. Uh, Pat Sabatini, uh, mixed martial arts fighter, going to call up to the uh, UFC with six days' notice uh, to fight on uh, UFC Fight Night against uh, Rafael Alves. Um, you know, what, what do you think about Pat? You know, we've seen him fight in the past. You know, we've kind of known him a little bit, you know, in our high school days and our wrestling days. Yeah, it's he's a local product. Um, I mean, more so you than me. Um, you know, with wrestling, um, you were saying earlier that he's you know one of the first guys you know at you know the high at his high school to you know get that hundred win mark, which is a big deal in you know high school wrestling. Um, 
you know, he was a big name, you know, when we're talking, you know, at wrestling practice and everything like that. Um, one of the big things I, I just remember was we were actually going to watch, you know, you know, a fight um, in Wildwood at the convention center in Wildwood, New Jersey. And uh, we were actually going for a, a buddy of ours at uh, a former, you know, employment that, you know, Tom and myself did work for together. Um, and, uh, you know, he, uh, at Sabatini was actually fighting that night as well. He was the main event of that night. And, uh, I just like, remember we actually didn't even expect him to be there. I just remember he, uh, we got there and he came up to us like, Hey Tom, what are you doing here? And, you know, we told him who we were coming to see, but you know, we were pretty ecstatic. We got to see him fight cause we never gotten a chance before. Right. And, uh, I mean, I just, uh, I mean, to see that it was like over a minute that that fight lasted, it just, it. It, it beats me because I just remember the fight starts and then the fight ends with a submission. And it was just, it was crazy. I mean, the, the speed and, you know, just watching this guy fight, especially in the pros, you know, he's a big guy right now in uh, CFFC. Um, you know, he's got a, he's got a pretty nice record at 13 and three right now. Current featherweight champion. Yeah. Um, I mean, just to watch him fight is just incredible. I mean, just how, technical and just how smart you know this guy is um it's unreal um i mean you watch you know fights left and right you watch just how crazy you know some guys can fight and just how smart some people can fight but i i mean i'm not you know throwing anything out there you know but i've never seen somebody fight so so smart like he has yeah i've been uh, waiting to see pat in the usc for the longest time i thought he deserved it a long time ago so i'm just finally glad he got the call but you know. Yeah, unfortunately, we, uh, you know, fortunately missed out. Unfortunately, um, uh, the opponent, uh, Alves, you know, missed weight by, you know, 11 and a half pounds, which is a ridiculous, you know, big bummer. Unprofessional, know. in my opinion. Exactly. You I know, think it's... the, you know, the last time, you know, somebody missed weight on a, you know, Pat Sabatini fight, uh, it didn't go well. Yeah, I mean, typically, you know, if you only miss weight by a few pounds, then, you know, they might be come to a negotiation where maybe you know, some of the uh, purse of the guy who missed weight would go to the other guy who made weight. But, you know, at this point, you know, 11 and a half pounds is quite the discrepancy, so you couldn't, you know, have that fight because it would be incredibly unfair to Pat. But either way, I think Pat would have kicked it, kicked the crap out of him. There was a, I mean, especially, you know, watching his interview and everything like that, there was a, a big focus with him. Um, and that's also, you know, difficult too because, you know, somebody like Alves was probably, you know, not expecting, you know, a call up from you know Pat Sabatini, six days notice. How are you supposed to be able to you know fight somebody that you know nothing about? Right. You know you've been training for you know one play, you know one fighter, and now you got to you know on the fly kind of you know train for another. So yeah, I think it's a product of being scared and you know preparedness wasn't there. Um, I just hope that he finally gets his chance in the UFC. Yeah, I just sure. I'll never understand how you have a full camp and you can't make weight or even be close to it, whereas Pat comes in on six days' notice and has made weight no problem. Exactly. It just speaks to his preparedness and everything else. I mean, the guy's tough as nails. You know, saw him dislocate his arm, you know, pretty badly um, but in a fight against... Uh... He still tried to fight that that match, though. Oh, yeah, he, sure. did, he did not quit. You know, he was forced into a technical submission. Um, he... Uh, it was against uh, James Gonzalez where he lost the featherweight title, and it was uh, just it was a technical submission because he didn't quit, and you know just speaks you know how tough as nails he is, and then to come back, not very much later, and uh, win that title back, I guess it was vacated for some reason, just speaks violence on the kind of fighter he is. So again, me too. I hope he you know we see him in the UFC real soon. I think I read something that he has a three fight deal. I'm not 100% on that, but you know let's hope that's the case. Yeah, so, hopefully, definitely. definitely. You know, what's funny is uh, in his uh, amateur time, um, the guy that uh, we actually went to go see at Wildwood, New Jersey, um, you know, fight his first fight, um, he actually lost to this opponent, uh, Jordan Steiner. But it looks like here, uh, Pat Sabatini um, fought him in his uh, fourth match. Uh, and it looks like he uh, beat him with an arm bar in 43 seconds. So that's that's pretty interesting. Yeah, you know, it'd be pretty dang cool to hear uh, Bruce Buffer call out his name uh, before a fight in UFC, so I look forward to that. And, you know, hopefully, you know, his career goes well. Maybe, just maybe, you know, we'll be you know be able to play with him uh, 
in the in a UFC video game. Right. I mean, Dana White, if you hear this, sign this guy. You know, keep it's him. gonna be worth your while. <sighs> so, uh, next thing, uh, I guess, got a little bit of breaking news. Sixers uh, pull out the victory victory today against the uh, Toronto Raptors, one hundred nine to one hundred two. Quirk Maz, you know, with 19 points. Look at that. 16 of those were in the first quarter, though, so where was he the the last three? (laughs) Right. Uh, Looks like uh, Tobias Harris, you know, led the team with uh, 23 points. He got an all-star snub, by the way. I mean, you know, as as bad as I am for Simmons to make the all-star game, you know, I think uh, Tobias earned it a little bit more than Ben Simmons did. It's a popularity contest at this point. That's all it is, and quite frankly, this season it was not – an all-star game was not needed. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we've talked about that already. And, you know, Embiid had 15, Simmons had 15, and Danny Green and Shake both had 11. Um, looked like it was an ugly win. Uh, you know, they started off nice, but I guess kind of faded off. But it's good, you know, nice. always oh, nice to beat the Raptors. Finally a road win against them, although technically this isn't a win in Toronto because uh, Toronto's having to play in Tampa all season because of COVID. Right. So, you know. So that makes them three and one since our last podcast. You know, Embiid had a huge game against the Bulls, fifty points for a huge career high. So that was great to see. Just further cements his MVP season. Um, and then, and I mean, there's there's guys you know trying to say uh, Jokic is uh, you know a better candidate. I beg to differ. Joel Embiid is your top candidate right now. Yeah, there's nobody in the NBA right now that means more to their team than Joel Embiid. You take Embiid out, you got problems. But you know. You, you you put him back in the lineup. I think they've won just about every game, uh, or only lost a few with him in the lineup. So, right. I think, I think there's only uh, four losses there that without him in the game. So, you know, for how much he means to the team versus you know Jokic or LeBron or something like that, I think that speaks volumes to you know his MVP status this season. Yeah. So, did you watch that debacle in Lake Tahoe on Sunday? Uh, I I felt like giving up um, just to see Carter Hart. Carter Hart, get your Carter Hart. You know, six 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 goals in you know two periods is just not good goaltending right there. Like three, maybe four of those are like weak. No, like granted, I'll give them you know little benefit of the doubt. They were playing with most of the Phantom guys, so their taxi squad guys because of COVID issues. You know, you still have most of your forwards out. I think the only player they got back for that game was Sandheim. Right. You know, but, you know, <laughs> it's just, I thought we were playing well in that first period, you know, could maybe stay with them a little bit. Uh, but then it just got away from us in that second period. You know, Pasternak again with another hat trick against us. Yeah, he's just killing us. I mean, I, I, I don't even have any words right yeah. now for, you know, just how bad, you know, this Boston Bruins team has just, killed us this year and it just seems like a product of Pasternak that's you know something that they were missing last year against us yeah um you know that element you know so their game is pretty much killing us right now now again it doesn't help to again defensively that we haven't been playing well outside of Provorov you know so that probably led to three of those other goals that you you know know, and having to you know even having to you know take on you know such a huge role like Provorov has I mean that's going to come with its struggles and you know issues and mistakes I mean you know the amount of minutes that he's on the ice um and you know the the load that he has to take on you know you know kind of compensating for you know the lack of a defense that this team has right now right um so there's that so And I will say, you know, it is nice to have Moose still coming in there. You know, he only gave up one goal late in the game. Uh, so, yeah, it is really nice to have that backup plan. You might even want to start thinking about starting him just a little bit more, you know, give Carter Hart a little bit of a break and kind of, you know, right. maybe look at what Moose is doing and see what he, how he can adjust and start playing a little bit better, you know. Right, yeah. Get his mind fresh. Um, JVR, give him a little bit of a break. And then how about JBR scoring his 500th career, uh, what was that, goal or point? I believe that's just the point. Yeah, but, you know, it speaks, you know, crazy how, how well he's been doing this year. A lot of people wanted to write him off, say, you know, go to Seattle, whatever. And man's just been killing it this year, you know, from his office right in front of the net, getting a lot of deflected pucks into the net, 
you know, been playing great this season. I think he leads the Flyers to goals this year. Yeah. Yeah, he's up there in the league too right now. Makes makes me having two of his jerseys feel better. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I was another guy that was, you know, writing him off, you know, at this point. Um, you know, he just looked soft, you know, since coming back to the Flyers. Absolutely soft. But, you know, now it looks like he's picking up his game a little bit and, uh, you know, let's see some good hockey out of him. He's always been my favorite pigeon. <laughs> Yeah. Wrong sport. <laughs> it works. Um, it always works. <laughs> and some other news. Uh, Mark Friedman. Uh, the Flyers placed him on waivers today. Um, probably just to try to get him back down at the taxi squad. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to pick him up. You don't have yeah. any worry for that. Yeah, I don't have any worries on that. You know, and I can understand why. I mean, he's only played four games this year and has no points. He's minus two. So, you know, got to get better defensively. All I will, Although I will say this past game, you know, he played out of position, was playing winger because of how many forwards we were missing. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, this is a, a win-now, looking like a, a win-now type of hockey team right now. they got a couple guys, you know, that's starting to, you know, you know, run out of, you know, gas in the tank. I mean, you got Giroux, you got Voracek, you know, some of these older, you know, leaders on this team. You know, they're coming to the end of their days as a flyer. I mean, yeah, they could probably be on the team for another two, three years. But, you know, aside from that, you know, this is becoming a win-now team. Um what do you think in terms of the, you know, early future, you know, before trade deadline, you know, any players, you know, you might see them trade for? Um, well, one uh, potential trade I read about, I mean, granted, I think this is just writers, you know, coming up with ideas. You know, I know he's, I think he is on the block or is asking for a trade, but I don't, this is just Sort of getting into the spirit for the trade deadline. Just a little <laughs> speculation at this point, but I really like the idea. Is uh, trading with the uh, Nashville Predators for defenseman Matthias Elkholm. You know, it's an article, two articles I read, one by Charlie O'Connor and Adam Vingen uh, of the Athletic, and another one by Eamon Six One Five on SP Nation. Um, potential trade ideas. You know, first one, which you know I might be okay with, would be uh, Eric Gustafson, uh, Morgan Frost, a 2022 first rounder, and a 2021 conditional second. For uh, Elcom, uh, another option. I'm not a big fan of this one because I don't want to lose these guys. But you know, Scott Lawton, Nolan Patrick, and a 20, 21 second uh, for Elcom. Again, I, I would go with that one. And another one which I would probably be okay with, just because of the money. Uh, maybe trading Ghost in a twenty twenty two first and a twenty twenty one conditional second for Elcom. I think it would solidify our defense. You know, give us that piece we've been missing when uh, Matt Niskanen. Decided to retire. Compare him nicely with Pro V. You know. I mean, so, even so, you're getting a bigger body. You know, as well. In 2021, so far, you know, he's got three points. You know, three assists. He's minus one, so looking all right so far. But as for his career, in 550 games, guy's got 45 goals, 154 assists for 199 points. And guy's only one point shy of 200, and he's got a plus minus of 70. So, I think. Uh, you know, that would really help us out for the stretch run getting into the playoffs. So I really hope we could try to pull the trigger on that if that is, you know, on the table. Yeah, a nice little fresh start for him, you know, coming into a win-now type team whereas, you know, Nashville is kind of going on the down at this point. Right, you know, Nashville isn't doing much, so I'm thinking they want to try to start building for the future. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, nobody really right now kind of on the block at the moment. Um, I mean, I did read another one, but I highly, highly, highly doubt this even happens. Just pure speculation, but, you know, you always hear uh, Jake I Jack Eichel's name thrown out there. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, he d wants out of Buffalo. I think he's sick of losing because Buffalo still stinks. Um, but yeah, even it, with, uh, you know, the big, you know, signing that they had too this year. Was that Hughes? Uh, no, not Hughes. Uh, Taylor. Taylor Hall. Uh, that's right. Taylor Hall. Yeah, that's right. Um, so sorry, I was blanking on his name there for you know a quick second. But uh, <laughs> Jack, yeah, Jack Eichel. That would take a heck of a haul to get him, and you know that would, you know, strap, you know, that would really hurt our cap there. So I don't foresee that happening. 
and it yeah, really he's a young guy. It really would be a lateral move because I think Konechny's almost on the same level as he. So you're basically trading a 24 goal scorer for a 25 goal scorer. So right. Other than that, I I don't really foresee many other names out there. Yeah, I mean we'll, we'll uh, see as they come. You know, get closer to the trade deadline and. We'll see how this uh, Flyers hockey team looks, you know, towards that point. I mean, we'll all predict that they'll be at least, you know, top three in the division, you know, capable of making the playoffs. Yeah. And then, you know, in other news, we're hearing, uh, you know, the Flyers, Sixers, and Phillies have put in a request to the city of Philadelphia to start letting fans back in. So maybe, you know, slowly but surely we'll start be able to get back in there. You know, hopefully we can get our COVID test or COVID uh, vaccines soon so that'll make it easier you know because yeah, i we'll mentioned, I mentioned to get back into we'll a flyers see. game we'll see you know no po- uh, politics aside you know you got the mayor there that's you know not too keen on you know these types of things you know and it's had some pretty you know you know worse you know um restrictions on the city of philadelphia over you know us in bucks county and stuff like that right i mean you know obviously safety first but at the same vein too it's like if we got a good amount of people with the vaccine, we can prove we got the vaccine. Wear masks, you know. I think you can let a few people in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be a crazy amount. It doesn't have to be full capacity. But, you know, let, you know, let some people in so some of the fan noise can be real fan noise and not the piped-in nonsense. Right. And quite honestly, that piped-in stuff isn't really realistic for, you know, Flyers games. You know what I mean? You know, if – uh you know, if it was real fan noise, you'd be hearing, you know, Raph, you suck. Raph, you suck. Or you'd right. be getting some a-hole chants in there, things like that. So, I mean, that would be funny if they put pipe that in. Yeah, that would be – it would be nice to, you know, kind of get back to our roots here a little bit. I mean, I mean that's, that's a part of the game. You know, a big part of the game is the fans. And, you know, missing that, you know, there's a couple games that could be won that, you know, if the fans are there, there could definitely be some wins, you know, there. No matter where you are, Eagles, you know, Flyers, Phillies, Sixers, doesn't matter. And I guess, you know, to wrap things up, you know, Phillies are down in uh, all clear water. Full team started practicing today. You know, seen, nice to see uh, Harper down there. Looks like he chopped off the lettuce. You know, they're in uh, clear water. Clear water. I like that shirt. I got to get that shirt. Yeah, I'd love to get that shirt as well. Um, seeing Reese swinging the ball pretty nicely. I think he'll be ready for opening day. You know, you know, go figure. As soon as we re-sign Real Muto, he fractures his thumb. But you know, luckily we're here and he'll be ready for opening day. But it's just like go figure. You know. Yeah, it's, it's you know the luck involved. But I mean, you got you know that big signing. You know, Real Muto. It's good to keep him for you know the next you know five years. Um, he's gonna be swinging a nice good bat, and I mean, as catcher, you know, they decay pretty quickly, but you know, you'll be able to see him in other spots. You know, maybe some designated hitter. You know, that's coming in soon. Um, DD, you know, we're excited to have you back for another two years. Um, we'll continue the you know the fight and fills here. Um, you got Harper. He's coming on his uh, third year out of his uh, three hundred thirty million dollar contract. Uh, it's always good to see, you know, his leadership and him, you know, bringing something new to the table every year. I love that, you know, clear water, you know, you know, T-shirt. It looks like he's a swing in a uh, fanatic bat right now. Um, so, what do you think of this team? I know one of the big things that's coming out right now is, you know, making moves to win now. Are they at that point to win now, or at least contend? I think they can at least contend in the wild card. I'm not 100% on the NL East as of yet. You know, I still think pitching-wise, I'm still suspect on that. You know, and I, I feel like we should have tried to add another starter. Um, right. I think bullpen-wise, we signed a couple good, couple guys like Archie Bradley. Um, the Bearded Baron. To uh, sure that up, you know, we'll see how it rolls, you know, because it's just been a weakness for us the last couple of years. I guarantee we made the playoffs last year if your bullpen – wasn't yeah, I just mean, so God, if we only horrible. If they didn't blow at least three leads, we're in the playoffs. Yeah, you know, there's so I many. Mean, times. I just remember at the end there, you have Gabe Kapler that looked like he was about ready to make the playoffs over the Phillies. Yeah, so you know, if we could stop blowing some leads, I think our offense will be all right, and we'll, I, you know, I think we'll have at least a shot at a wild card. So we'll see about that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you got a couple guys here, you know, potentially looking at new contracts. You know, you got. 
you know, McCutcheon, yeah, he came off that ACL tear, and he's, you know, ACL Terry. The greatest life. ACL Terry, yeah. Uh, you know, coming off that, you know, prior year, um, you know, last year he uh, didn't look the greatest. He you know, had a, a low, you know, average and everything like that. But, you know, obviously with those type of injuries, it could take a full year, you know, to really become yourself, you know, after right. healing from it. But, you know, he's, you know, on the last year of his deal with the Phillies, you know, so guarantee he's going to be looking to, you know, get the bat, you know, going pretty well so that, you know, he looks up for, you know, another maybe, you know, year or two contract, whether it's here or whether it's somewhere else, you know, just to get a couple extra dollars, you know, before retirement. I mean. Hope Kutch stays here. You know, but part of me thinks he'll probably, you know, maybe end up in Pittsburgh to end his career because he loves that city. You know, his son's yeah. name is Steele. I mean, it's good. I I love the guy. I think he was a great signing for this team. I think he brought, you know, that nice veteran presence. Um, still to this day, it's a good veteran presence. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we can keep him for the end. Um, I mean, you got guys like uh, uh, Reese Hoskins that are coming back. You know, hopefully he can get the bat going, you know, once again. I mean, I, obviously we know he's a, you know, power hitter. He swings for the home runs and uh, can get you a lot of walks. But, you know, hopefully that bat can get going again and some good confidence out of him. Yeah, I really hope we can get him back. You know, I remember before we got Harper on this team, you know, he was going neck for neck for, with Harper in the home run derby, you know. Right. He was hitting him like crazy. It just seems like he kind of froze up the last couple of years, so I'm hoping he get back, gets back to form here. Yeah, hopefully he can get that 3-4 punch there. Yeah, so um, where, where do you think Kangaroo's going to end up playing this year? you think he'll be second? Or uh, not second, uh, center field? Uh, I would actually, I mean, that was the most, uh, tense position for him. I know it was the, you had to work the hardest in that position versus some of the other, you know, spots on the infield, but, uh, center field, I think preferably would be the best spot to put him. Um, obviously you're going to keep McCutcheon in left field, you know, less taxing on his body. Um, you got Harper, you know, a sure thing for the right field. Uh, you're still missing that center fielder. I mean, you got to put, you know, Kingery's contract to work, you know, um, get him back there. Maybe that'll get him his mind going a little bit more. Maybe he'll, you know, get back to Scotty Jetpacks. Yeah, because I don't see him playing the infield because, you know, you're going to have uh, uh, Hoskins over at first, probably Segura on second, uh, Gregorius on third, and uh, Alex yeah, sure Bohm on third. So Right. Um, and, uh, I mean, I mean, you got Alec Baum. It's going to be uh, – I think you he'll know, take another big step this year too. You know, he, yeah. He's, I mean, and that's a, that. That was an incredible pick. Yeah, I will say. You know, he looks like a twin brother of Harper. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I think this team is at least deserving of a playoff berth. Um, it's been forever <laughs> since we got some Phillies playoffs, but um, I want to say it was 2012 was our last year when they won like 102 games, but then lost uh, in the in the wild card round to the Cardinals, where right. uh, Howard I think tore his Achilles. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, you got you know that's you know eight years that you're missing out on uh, playoffs. I mean, I think they're pretty much up there in a playoff drought now, and you know the MLB. Uh, so hopefully we can uh, you know get this team up and rolling. You got quite a couple guys in their prime. You know, let's, you know, not waste those primes. You know, what I will say, though, even though we haven't won the World Series since 2008, we've at least won the World Series, you know, before, you know, we've won the World Series one more, you know, the most recently since the Mets, at least. Right, yeah. I mean, I mean you, have, Nats, you have Nats just won you know, one, but. Yeah. It's crazy that, uh, you know, Bryce Harper did miss, you know, a World Series by one year, but I mean, there's no I'm glad he's on our team. No telling that they would have been there with him there. Things could have been changed. You know, it could have been a different dynamic, but you never know. That's true. But I am happy to have him here. You know, big big time player. You know, gives us a little more notoriety as well. Yeah, I mean, he brings a good good presence to this team. Um, you know, even if it's a bad team, you know, he, you know his you know presence is bringing you know fans you know in the stands. I mean, not right now with COVID, but you know. I love watching baseball. You know, Bryce Harper brings that appeal. I mean, there's a couple of years there where, you know, Phillies baseball was not attractive. Oh, yeah, it was getting boring. When you're, you know, best players scratch and grab and grab and scratch, you know, Adubo <laughs> Herrera. Uh, that's his nickname. Um, you know, that's what uh, my girlfriend and my uh, girlfriend and Tommy both took me to a uh, Phillies game for my birthday uh, a couple of years ago. 
and uh, I actually got a ball thrown to me by uh, Herrera. But I mean, the whole time sitting there in uh, the outfield, he was uh, just scratching, you know, his, you know, downstairs, you know, and grabbing, you know, his, you know, rear end and, you know, reverse. So it was a interesting scene. But um, let me ask. Yeah, speaking I mean, of him, considering he's your, your, considering you know, a couple years ago he was your best player. Speaking of him, uh, do you think he deserves a second chance? Who's are talking about? I believe. I believe everybody deserves a second chance. I mean, there's nothing criminally with him. Um, well, he wasn't. You charged, know, uh, nothing. But... Nothing was charged. You know, I mean, there's always some hush hush situations there, but you know, in the eyes of the law, he did nothing. So, um, at the end of the day, you have to give him, you know, second chance. I, I'm, I'm a guy that, you know, everybody deserves a second chance. Well, I'm just gonna say, me, I, me. And I know you too, and most guys would not condone ever touching a woman like that ever, never hitting a woman and under any no. circumstances. So, you know, if he did that, you know, shame on him. Um, um, and But I know he went to therapy for his anger management. You know, hopefully he's learned a lesson. You know, that should never, ever happen. Shouldn't have happened right. the first time, but, you know, should never happen again. Shouldn't even come close to happening again. But, I mean, you see those mistakes all the, all the time. You know, these guys are young you know, don't want to use the word stupid, you know, nobody's stupid, but, um, you know, you're, you're young, naive, you don't really understand things. I mean, look, you know, quite a couple of years ago, you had, you know, uh, Adrian Peterson with the switch, you know, with his son, you know, those are products of not really understanding parenthood and, you know, things, do's and don'ts that you don't exactly understand or you learn, you know, there's a part of learning and, you know, adapting and realizing your faults and your wrongs and, you know, make yourself a better person out of it. Yeah, and then, you know, if guys like Kareem Hunt and Tyreek Hill, you know, can get second chances, you know, Mike Vick, you know, you know, and he did something far, far, far worse, can all get second chances, you know, as right. long as they atone. I mean, granted, I don't know too much about Kareem and uh, Tyreek, if they've really atoned, but... Um, yeah, it's not like you're, like, a keep the lieb or plexico burst and you're shooting yourself. Or, you know, but, you know, I couldn't go like Vick, you know, as long as you've made up for it, atoned for it, and learned a lesson you know you know it's a job you know it's what you're good at you know it's what you know it's your career you know i guess everyone deserves a second chance as long as you've learned your lesson i mean unfortunately he's still under contract with the team um you know they got to try to see what they can get out of him i honestly i feel like him being removed from the team i mean he could be a part of the team um you know that's your that would if you know if anything that would become your center fielder at this point right. because that's you know his primary spot but i i just I, I don't see him making a team i think it's you know worthwhile to at least see where he is baseball wise but um i don't see him making a team i think this team is far removed from him being on it but you never know we shall see well i mean we'll get wrapping up here uh what are you drinking by the way uh just, just sticking with the Coors light um i got a couple uh um, Sam Adams in the refrigerator. I might attack a little later, but um, I one one of the big things, you know, uh, coming up this week, uh, you'll see a blog post. Uh, Tommy's actually going to be at the helm of the blog post. Uh, hey, some more feeling on you know being a week uh, removed from you know the Carson Wentz news, and you know try to get that you know personal feeling out of there, and you know you know try to figure out. Um, you know, what really went, went wrong there. And, uh, at some point this week, we'll, uh, have another post. I'll post something. I, I want to get something out, you know, about, you know, the Phillies, what's going on right now, current, current situation out there in Clearwater. And, uh, that'll be, uh, to wrap up the week. Um, if you guys want to, you know, come in and chat with us, uh, we could certainly bring you on. Um, if you want to, you know, tweet, you know, you want to talk to us anyway, you can message us, direct, uh, DM us. At any point, we're willing to talk. We're willing to, you know, have some fun here. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you want to reach me, you know, I'm at uh, my Instagram is TPC1122 underscore OF1, and that's where Alpha One, you know, our uh, our Alpha One Sports podcast is simply just at Out for One Sports. With the number one. With the number one. Our uh, Twitter handle, you know, is... Uh, out for one sport at out for one sports you know my twitter handle is uh at tom carroll underscore 
OF1. And you know, what are your uh, handles? Uh, mine is actually uh, for both uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter. It's uh, Ant, short for Anthony. So Ant Carol underscore. And that'll be for both Instagram and Twitter. Nice. And, you know, uh, I just finished up a nice uh, yards, uh, Big Hazy 13. That was my last one. You know, I just took a nice trip uh, with my lovely girlfriend to uh, Newtown Brewing Company. They had some nice brews there, so if you're ever in that area, give it a you know give it a try. I have some nice blood orange uh, milkshake beers in my fridge right now too that you know I tried and were very delicious. And they had a, a nice uh, double IPA called Utah Give Me Two. You know, I guess I understand why they call it Utah Give Me Two if you know what I mean. <laughs> um so you know give it a try if you're out there so i got some uh quick breaking news before we go it looks like uh (gasps) fans will be allowed in the stands starting march 1st oh wow and what are the uh we have a limit on them no word exactly on the the number you know the crowd wise but uh it's not gonna be a large number who's who's uh, probably who's that per it's actually actually I was actually scrolling through uh, Facebook and uh, found on a uh, 92.5 XTU a little article there uh, that fans will be allowed in the stands uh, effective March 1st, but there's not a you know full count of the you know capacity for that. So probably assuming the suggestion will probably be that you know 5,000 range as requested. Well, we'll certainly find out. My guess is that you know tickets are going to be outrageously high if they're you know being sold probably on stop about because there's so little of them probably right. go to season ticket holders first uh, understandably so you know and you know if i had to guess they're probably going to prefer that you have your covid vaccine by then and unfortunately for me i'm really you know one of the last priorities same <laughs> you know the rest of our family me and anthony are the most healthiest people in our family whereas everybody else in our family has some sort of medical condition that gets it Get where they get it first and it's just like damn why are we so healthy yo <laughs> right i no. mean nothing nothing to them you know, it you know sucks, nothing but... against them you know i'm glad you know they can get it so they aren't at risk but it's like man you know give me some of that diabetes you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know like, give me, let me get that shot so i can stop uh worrying out there you know <laughs> um you know I guess maybe I should take up smoking because that's that gets you in the first phase. Yeah, that'll get you in before you know the the elders over sixty five. Yeah, it's just ridiculous, but it is what it is. Hopefully, I can get it soon so we can I can get to some sort of semblance of real life again. Right. So. Alrighty, I will. Uh, we'll end you there. Here. You know, uh, if you have any suggestions, you want to hear, you know, any specific topics or uh, you want to join in with us, you know, just give us a holler and we'll uh, bring you on. We'll definitely talk to you guys. Thank you for listening to us. This has been the Out for One podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Anthony. Kawhi's not really here. And everyone have a good night. All right. This has been the Out for One podcast with Tom and Anthony.